Yo, 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 and welcome back to the Banter Boys podcast. My name is Sanji, with me is Oliver. How are you doing, boy? Yeah, I'm alright, thanks. Thanks for having me on. It's, it's nice to find more people that play fan tracks. Well, it's even nicer to find a fan tracks manager that supports... Wait, let me not ruin it. Let's do the fan introduction. Tell us your name, your Twitter handle, the club that you're representing tonight, where you're from, and a little bit about what you do. Oh, so I'm, I'm Ollie. My my Twitter handle is actually K. I'm from the We Are Luton Town podcast, and I support Luton Town. Hey, absolutely love it. You know how hard it was to find a Luton Town fan, especially one that plays fan tracks. I feel like I've hit gold. How, how did you How did you find me? Was it because I tweeted uh, and I hashtagged uh, fan tracks? I, I, maybe, maybe it was that. I, I've gotten to the point where now trying to find people that meet both criteria. I search the anything to do with the club's hashtag, anything to do with fan tracks, FPL, draft, like literally anything and everything I can think of. And somehow I think I found you. I DM'd you, and I was like, "Yeah, I have nothing to lose at this point. Let me let me just give it a shot." Um, and I scored. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I. I- what I'm thinking it might have come out about then because um, Luton tweeted the FPL price for Thomas Kaminsky, and I quote tweeted saying, "There's no point in getting him for regular FPL because regular FPL is garbage, but on yep. fan tracks he'd be a great differential because he's going to be making a lot of saves. He'll concede a lot of goals, but he'll make a ton of saves." Those precious points. Well, you know what? I can't wait to learn more about Luton. So let's welcome the listeners back to another Inside Tracks episode. We've been covering all 20, well, hopefully, (laughs) in the Premier League 23-24 season. Uh, Basically, we're a fan tracks podcast. And the way that we've been running these episodes is that we have three segments to it. A bit of a general discussion where we talk about impact of new managers slash ownership. We talk about clubs' previous season's performance versus new season's expectations. Old system versus new system. Expected formation and starting 11. The impact of AFCON and Asian Cup and obviously we're going to jump into the fan track side of things. We're going to get Ollie's first pick from Luton, his next three picks and at least one hidden gem. And finally, we'll pick his brain as a fan tracks manager on how he handles things like trading, maybe his fab and just lessons learned over his career. All right, let's get started. So, I'll be honest, being a, I'm going to come into this like an average football fan. I have never heard of Luton, you know, okay, you guys were in the championship last season, you finished third, I would say you probably had maybe the second or third best defense in the league last season, not well known for goals, but came up through the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, um, yeah, I mean, that that's all I'm gonna come in with, I'm gonna let you, you know, do your spiel, tell us about your manager, your ownership, what can you teach the average Fantrax player? Well, the the tagline for Luton is it's the greatest story in English football. I'm not embellishing. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass or anything like that. Um, You you probably, I don't know if you've watched uh, Luton Town's Premier League story on Sky. You might know, you might know. Uh, If you watch it, if you watch it, you'll see I'm on it. uh, Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, because I um, through We Are Luton Town, um, we were asked to participate in it, 
Um, so I had to, I was talking to Premier League Productions about an hour and a half about the story of Luton Town and it's, it's a right, it's a good old story. So I, I've been following Luton for 25 years. I've seen six relegations, six promotions, um, 10 years ago. So we only got promoted from the conference premiere in 2013, 14. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in the conference for five years before that, um, for the bulk of the eighties, for the entire eighties from 82 to 83 season, we were in, um, what was then known as division one, which was the top division. We were relegated from the top division in 91, 92, which was the season before it became the premier league. We were one of the founder members, meaning we, we voted for the premier league for the the new cash influx, the Sky partnership, and then we never got to play in in the Premier League until this season. So Luton yeah. fans are absolutely buzzing. Like buzzing is an understatement. Like Wembley was absolutely nuts. I was smashed off my face. <laughs> um, like, but but all the Luton fans were smashed off their face. Like uh, you know, we were partying until well, the you know the wee hours. Yeah, we yeah. properly and it, it it hasn't it hasn't sunk in like we thought it would sink in when the fixtures released. No, it hasn't. We thought it would sink in when we started making Premier League signings, but it hasn't sunk in. Um, I, I guess it will only sink in when we, you know, come out against Brighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what story? It's a, it's a great story. It's, yeah, it's, it... you know, six relegations, six promotions. Like you tell me, a football fan that. You know that scene that yeah, it's very that, rare. That's, ve- that's very true. I mean, I, I've said it not only on the pod but uh, to friends alike is that uh, I feel like growing up to us, uh, the football clubs that we were exposed to were always the top six, top seven clubs, right? Clubs in Europe and stuff like that. We weren't uh, told of you know your Burnleys, your Bournemouths, your Lutons, your Sheffields, and it's not until you move here and you see the richness of the culture of these other clubs. It's possibly richer than the top six, top seven, some of them, right? Uh, I, I would admit, even like as a, being a Chelsea fan, like it, it, I lost a bit of love for the sport when I realized uh, how much of it was just glory hunting at one point, and I, especially even doing podcasting now. Now I just want to watch good football, right? Um, that's what I care about, yeah. and... Um, I just love what effect that football has on on people as well, right? It, that's the reason we're we're podcasting right now. That's the reason we're chatting right now. It, it brings people together. It's it's something more powerful than people actually realize. So yeah, I, I can't wait to dig deeper uh, into everything Luton and learn so much on this pod. Um, so what can you tell us about your current manager and maybe some of the hierarchy um, like owners of the club? Yeah, so uh, our current manager is Rob Edwards, who famously started last season managing Watford, who um, are they are our biggest rivals. Okay. We hate Watford. They <laughs> they are they are scum. We hate Watford. They're a joke of a football club. Who they they sack managers and they hired yep. Rob Edwards, who was an up and coming manager from Forest Green. He he played great football for a screen. They they hire him, then their their lunatic of an owner just makes his own signings, yeah. gives him no wing backs when it's a wing back heavy system. Yeah, and they sack him after ten games. Uh, he'd only lost two. The the only teams 
Uh, he'd, he'd beaten Burnley and he'd beaten Sheffield United in those 10 games. They sacked him. He was out of work for about six weeks. Then our manager got poached. Nathan Jones got poached by Southampton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I maintain Nathan Jones would have kept Southampton up if the players had been on side with him. He's a bit of a lunatic, <laughs> yeah. but he, but he's a very good coach. And some of the absurd stuff he came out with in, in his press conferences. Yeah, we heard that stuff every week at Luton. Yeah. That's just normal. That's just Nathan Jones-isms. Yeah. Um, but the, the players were never behind him. Um, anyway, so Rob Edwards came in. He, he gave us a calming influence. We were 10th when he came in. And we only lost three games the rest of the season. Um, which was a, a, a very good run. And I would imagine we'll, we'll probably play the same pragmatic football. Regarding our owners, um, we are probably one of the better owned clubs in the football league. So we're owned by a consortium of fans called 2020. Mm. Um, they came in um, around about the time they, they, they came in. So one part of our roller coaster was we were mm -hmm. in, in the early 2000s, we ended up in League Two. Then we got back to the championship and then we were relegated back to back to back. So we went from championship, League One, League Two. And when we're in League Two in financial, financial troubles after many bad owners, mm -hmm. um, 2020 came in. They took us out of administration. The problem was they didn't come out of administration the way that the FA wanted. So they were mm -hmm. greeted with a, um, unprecedented 30 point deduction. So, you know, you might have heard about that. Maybe you haven't. In 2007-2008, or 2008-2009, there's been so much shit, to be honest. Like, it all merges into one. Like, I forget the dates. <laughs> in 2008-2009, I believe, we, we started the season minus 30, but with new owners, Mick Harford back as our manager, mm -hmm. we got relegated before a ball had even been kicked. Like, if we hadn't been deducted those points, we would have been comfortably mid-table. At the beginning of that season, we couldn't even publish in our program a list of players because we hadn't signed any so when when the game came back there was just an insert in the program that said oh yeah th th these are the players that we're going to be playing today um so these guys came in and they ended up cutting their teeth in the conference because we were relegated we spent five years mm. there and they they've always maintained because the club has had such perilous finances in the past they, they've maintained we will never go into debt so essentially, by getting promoted, they they promised us a new stadium, which we're breaking ground on. Yeah, that stadium is paid for. Um, you probably noticed from the signings we made, we're not we're not doing a Nottingham Forest. We're not splurging two hundred mil um, on, on new players with the hope of staying up. And Forest did it by the skin of their teeth, to be honest. Yeah, um, we are doing it the same way we've always done it. We're, we're, we're signing... We're, it's like a sort of money ball approach where we're going for players that can make a big difference to us on a very limited budget. Um, we, we've broken our transfer record four times this with this window already. Um, it, our transfer record wa was 1.3 million, which was last season. Before that, it was 1.3 million again. For a goalkeeper, a Croatian goalkeeper called Simon Sluger in 2019. Mm. But before that, our transfer record was 1988, where we spent 850,000 on a Danish international called Lars Elstrup. So you can tell we're, we're not a moneyed club by any means. 
for us, this is like winning the lottery being in the Prem. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you guys could be a very dangerous team um, having taken in all that information because you're back where it sounds like you deserve to be after being away for so long, voting for the Prem, all that. You're going to maybe be playing with nothing to lose as well. Um, so, which is a very dangerous combination for any team that might, you know... Um, underestimate what you guys can do right um yeah i i didn't even mention our secret weapon mm. so our secret weapon is our home form because i'm sure you've seen our stadium splattered all over the internet yeah. kenilworth road yeah what a shithole oh it's going to be the smallest stadium in the league it's not going to be the smallest stadium because we've had to rebuild one stand yeah um so bournemouth are going to be the smallest in the league but what kenilworth road gives us so we're a great differential for for home games because if, if you watch the playoff semi-final against Sunderland, players will come to Kenilworth Road. They just crumble because the fans are right on top of you. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the stadium's 115 years old. There, were, there was no health and safety back then. <laughs> so so the, the fans... And the stadium's not being changed. Yeah. There's one stand that's being changed now. Yeah. Um, it was last changed in... 84 85 when they put the boxes in yeah but but even even those boxes like that that stand is still right on top of the pitch yeah. pretty much yeah and now they put in seats yeah well they're putting in seats yeah so players crumble yeah. under the pressure yeah. of the kenny yeah it's gonna be quite a quadrant man I, i'm looking yeah. forward to that atmosphere um in a, in a few weeks, I want to say. Because you guys aren't playing game week two, right? If, if I'm not mistaken. We're not play- no, we're not yeah. playing game week two because um, we, we had to give assurances to the Premier League that we'd actually be um, ready and up and running for that game. But it was better that we called it off sooner rather than later. But it just means there's going to be a tasty double game week. Yeah, coming. definitely. And I think your first home game is versus West Ham on September 1st when the window closes. So there's a lot of uh, big... Uh, uh, milestones on that day so yeah l- looking forward to it so i mean given all of this uh what would be your uh next season's expectations then obviously it's to stay in the prem but how high do you think you can finish in that table um i think the highest we can stay uh, the highest we can finish probably 16th okay um there, there are a lot of there are a lot of teams in the premier league that are absolutely shambolic um, off <laughs> yeah, the pitch, yeah, off yeah. the pitch. Yeah. So you got Everton, who are just in a relegation battle every season, and it doesn't look like they've uh, recruited sensibly. Will Calvert Lewin actually reach the heights that he did four years ago? Who knows? Who knows? He's a walking sick note. Um, <laughs> and then you've got Wolves; their manager's already looking to leave. Um, you got you got Forest. Forest has been quite calm. Uh, you got Sheffield United, who are just selling all their best players. Yeah. And replacing them with nobodies. Like, they got rid of uh, Ilmian and Jai. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. They, they got rid of... Sanderberg, um, possibly. Yeah, Sanderberg is probably yeah. out the door to yeah. Burnley. Burnley will do all right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're, they're splashing the cash. But yeah, I think Sheffield United will definitely be rock bottom. I think you can throw and Wolves it, into that mix as well. Yeah, Wolves. Like, Luton already played Wolves in a preseason. And other than the first 30 minutes where we looked a bit ooh, nervous... Like, uh, we absolutely battered them for the other 60 minutes. Um, so I'm, I'm not scared about our approach because we have a style of playing. It's not, it's not just boot it up fields. Like, that's very wrong. We don't, we don't play a long ball. 
we play direct. Direct can mean we play it direct into the channels high. We play it direct to feet. Um, we, we mix it up. We can play some football. And we brought in some technicians as well who can also play with the ball very nicely like uh, Tahith Chong. He, he, he plays beautifully with, um, with the ball at his feet. So I think we're going to surprise a few people. Like, sure, we'll get a pasting, you know, the annual pasting from Man City. Um, but I reckon Spurs are going to fold at the Kenny. A lot of teams are going to fold at the Kenny. I just see it. I love to hear that. I love to hear it. All right. Let's talk a little bit about your current window then. Um, it, I, I, I'm not too familiar with the players that got released or loaned out or transferred out. But were there any big names that you think will be a miss for the upcoming season? Um, no, I don't. I don't think there are going to be there are going to be no players that will be a miss. Um, we've retained everyone that we want to retain. We've signed everyone to new contracts that we want to keep. Colton Morris got a new contract. Elijah Adebayo got a new contract. Um, who else? Pretty much everyone in our team got new contracts. Um, Sonny Bradley, who was our captain for the last four years, he's gone. Um, he went to Derby, but his legs are gone anyway. Um, and from looking at Derby's first game as well, his legs do look like they're gone. Yeah. Um, he, he was, he's a brilliant guy. He was a brilliant captain for us, but you, you could tell whenever a ball came over the top, he, he was chasing shadows. Yeah. Um, Henry Lansbury's gone, but he's retired because he set up a, uh, a lawn care company called Grass Games, okay. like high end, high end lawn care. Okay. Um, Harry Eisteds, uh, we had a bit of a goalkeeper get in. Harry Eisted went, and fans were clamouring for him to to stay. But at the end of the day, we haven't. We, it's been a very strong window. We haven't lost anyone, um, and we just added in first team quality through the boards. So. I don't know if you want me to wrap. Yeah, off I mean, let's talk about. Uh, I, yeah. I might butcher some of the names, so I might let you <laughs> talk oh, about okay. some of the names. Okay, so we can start off with uh, Chidozi Ogbene from Rotherham. Uh, he's a Republic of Ireland national. He's a he. He was a bright spark in the Rotherham team last season. Him and Victor Johansson. The Johansson was the goalkeeper. Ogbene hit like 10 goals for Rotherham and they were like battling relegation the entire time. Um, he he likes to run with the ball. He's very direct. Um, I think he's going to be a backup striker for us, but he can also fill in a right wing back. Mads Anderson, it looks like he's going to be a first team player for us now. Um, he was brought in from League One Barnsley, but he is actually a top end championship player. Um, he's big, he's Danish, he's very strong in the air, he likes scoring from corners. Um, he could be one to watch out for, you know, for, from set pieces and whatnot. But I think he's a bit slow, he's going to get done on the outside possibly because he's going to be playing on the outside of a back three. Uh, Tahif Chong, Chong is a very good shout, we've been tracking him for a long time at Luton. Um, he's going to be on set pieces. Okay. He's a great dead ball specialist if you've seen him from his time at uh, Man United in the academy. Okay. Top player. Uh, Marvellous Nakamba. He's going to give you your, your defensive points. Lots of tackles, interceptions. He joined on loan um, last January from Aston Villa. And I said at the time, he's the difference between getting the playoffs and missing out on the playoffs. But as it turned out, Marv was the difference between promotion, not promotion. Yeah. In the end, he, he's brilliant. Um, 
he'll get you interceptions, he'll get you tackles. Um, he's great for that. Um, one that's kind of a wild card is Izakobore. Okay. Um, so he's on loan from Manchester City. Okay. Uh, he, he played last season for Marseille in the Champions League. And uh, this is his first loan to an English club. Okay. And interestingly, like, so um, the podcast I work for, we have a fair few insider sources at the club. And we were told that Man City actually approached Luton Town to take him on loan, which is a okay. very good idea because the way we play is with wing backs. Yeah. And Izakabore, a flying right wing back. Mm-hmm. He obviously was identified by Man City as a good fit for Luton Town. Because mm-hmm. you know Man City, they're, they're going to have the best analysts in the business. Yeah. They have the best lawyers in the business. So why not have the, be- <laughs> why not have the best analysts? Shots um, fired. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so uh, he's one that I'm looking forward to. He's a direct runner. But we'll, we'll talk about AFCON later, right? Yeah. He, yeah. He's he's a Burkina Faso international. Oh, okay. So he's gonna he's gonna be gone. All right, all right. In, uh, in January, then Ryan Giles from Wolves. Um, he is our current record signing at five million. Okay. Um, he is a flying left wing back, but I think he's going to be competing for time with Alfie Doughty, also a left wing back. But it's been a very strong window, and I've heard there's going to be a medical tomorrow. Um. So we could be seeing another defensive reinforcement potentially coming in. Maybe a backup keeper. I'm not 100% sure. I'm waiting for the name on that. Okay. And like you mentioned, Thomas Kaminsky uh, coming in from Blackwood oh, Rovers, yeah. right? I have, I, have, I forgot about Thomas Kaminsky. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mentioned the backup keeper that we're going to have coming in, John Ruddy. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Kaminsky, yeah, he's, he's going to be a very busy boy this year. Although, funnily enough, last season... We did have the second lowest XG in the in the championship. Only Burnley had a lower XG. It meant that we offered a lot of protection to our goalkeeper, Ethan Horvath, who, um, if you have Nottingham Forest fans listening, they've seen him just flapping at balls in, uh, <laughs> in pre-season. <laughs> yeah, we had him last season, and everyone was like, oh, wow, we just signed Ethan Horvath, 1.5 million. I wouldn't pay one pound fifty for him. He's terrible. <laughs> um, and his yeah, he had the second highest clean sheets in the championship last season. Okay, but but that was because our defense were incredible. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah incredible. Yeah. We yeah. kept the most clean sheets in the division. Okay, um, and oh god, uh, he had the most errors leading to goals uh, from out of all the goalkeepers. He had five errors directly leading to goals. I think the wow. next highest was three. Okay. And people saying, oh, yeah, sign Ethan Horvath. He can't even get. He was first choice for Lucy. Couldn't even get into the USA national team as first choice. Wow. They picked Matt Turner instead. Yeah. 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 Good point. Good point. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Are there any other players that you want to talk on before we touch on the starting 11 formation? Oh, well. Well, you mean like big differentials that I mean that we're gonna get to the picks and stuff in the next oh segment. yeah yeah, so yeah. Let's, Let, let's go then. on to the all right yeah let's go on to the first 11 I've done so many of these today <laughs> did, did one for the BBC earlier hey nice. <laughs> right, I did, uh, watch out I just dropped a name hey yeah yeah I know we're, we're like we're, we're one step away from uh being on the BBC uh banter boys uh fan tracks podcast you know guys we're we're, we're coming we're coming places <laughs> um okay so the premise is like only a few days away right so if it was starting tomorrow, though, 
what would be your starting 11 and the formation that you're expecting to roll out? Um, so we're probably going to stick to the same script that we had last season. That's a, a 3-5-2, which becomes a 5-3-2 when we're defending. Um, so that'd be Kaminsky in goal. It's going to be pretty nailed on because we're going to be playing a lot fewer games this season and we'll probably rotate in the Cups. So it'll be a back three of providing everyone's fit. We have a few defensive injuries at the moment. It'll be a back three of Amari Bell, who I understand is a big pick on FPL. I don't know why, because he has no goal-scoring output. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, it just shows how little uh, FPL players know about losing town. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think he's sitting at like 20% ownership at the moment on, on the official game. Madness. So Amari, Amari Bell, left centre-back. It'll be Tom Lockyer in the middle. He is a good pick-up, Tom Lockyer. I recommend him as a sleeper. Um, right centre back will be Gabe Osho, but I think for our first game it's going to be Mads Anderson just because we we haven't got any other defenders. Uh, left wing back will probably be Alfie Doughty, maybe Ryan Giles. Mm. Uh, I would go for Alfie Doughty just because he knows the way we play. Um, right wing back will be Izakabore because yeah. again we don't have any other right wing backs. In the middle it's going to be Marvelous Nakamba, probably Pelly Ruddock and Panzu. Okay. Pelly Ruddock is an incredible story. He's come with us all the way from the conference. He left uh, West Ham as, a, as an 18-year-old, joined us on loan, joined us on a permanent, and then came up the divisions with us. Proper story, Pelly Ruddock. Um, and then ahead of them will probably be Tahith Chong. Jordan Clark's going to be missing out because uh, I think he broke something in the last preseason. Ouch. Yeah, um, that explains the red flag next to his name on fan tracks right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 he yeah, got yeah. crunched, and I uh, heard from people today um, that he, he's probably he heard the crunch, oh. so he, he's going to be out for a while. Um, and then up top, we're, we're a bit different because we actually play with two central strikers, Elijah Adebayo and Carlton Morris. Um, I think Carlton Morris is probably the pick of you know the neutral fan for Luton Town at the moment. He's probably the highest level. Average, probably the highest average draft position. I'm actually going to pull yeah. that up. Yeah, he does uh, 111.78 at the moment. Yeah. And Adebayo with 248.58, which is really? very, yeah, it's very interesting. I feel like Adebayo has gone undrafted in a lot of leagues, which confuses me because if you look at your preseason form, Adebayo's popped up with like attacking returns. So are people maybe sleeping on him? I don't know. No, people don't know. People don't know about him because all they've done is they, they've had a look and they've seen Adebayo scored seven goals last season. Yeah. Whereas, uh, and they, they probably might have even, even seen that he wasted a lot of chances. He had an XG of 15, so he's wasting a lot of chances. And they've probably seen Carlton Morris score 21 goals. So they're like, oh, if I have to pick one losing player, is it going to be Elijah Adebayo or Carlton Morris? For me, all day long, I'm picking Elijah Adebayo. Because okay. he will offer, he will offer more in terms of um, like key passes and stuff. Maybe key passes, take ons. Um, he he loves to run with the ball. If you look at his goal from the playoff final, he picked up the ball on the halfway line. Uh, he he sent Carl McFazian left, right, sent it for a hot dog. He was trailing <laughs> in the ground, and he got an assist from that. Um, okay, and okay. also a key point that a lot of people just won't know is Elijah Adebayo, he was injured last season. He came into the season injured. Mm. He was injured towards the end of the 1920 season. Um, no, um, yeah, he was injured at the end of the 1920 season when we had a playoff run. No, it was a 21-22. 
when we had our first finish in the playoff, mm-hmm. he was injured. Okay. He came out at Huddersfield in the playoff semi-final. He couldn't run. He was just... He, I don't know why Nathan Jones put him on. He, his reasoning was, oh yeah, well, if a cross comes in, he's really tall, you'll probably head it in. Oh, wow. But the man couldn't run. He couldn't walk. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was horrible to see. Yeah. Um, and then he came into last season, 22-23, still injured. He hadn't wow. had a good preseason. Yeah. Whereas this season, the club media and Elijah Adebayo have come out and said, I've been back for weeks. Yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling strong. That's good. So, I feel if Morris has gone, Elijah Adebayo is a very good pickup. He drops deeper. He gets more involved in the play. Um, he, he's six foot five. He's fast. He's good in the air. He's good with his feet. He's going to be a, he's going to be a big differential this year. Because we're not going to score many goals. Yeah. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Like, if, if we win games, it'll be like, you know, squeaky butt one nils. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, I don't know where the goals might come from. Might be like a centre-back scoring them. Um, It's going to be rare that a striker's going to score, but the okay. point's going to come from the build-up. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a very good point. Uh, so if we touch on AFCON and Asian Cup, uh, I was going to say you guys had no one, but like you mentioned... um. Uh, who's it? Uh, it's a Kabore. So, is it Kabore for Burkina Faso? Marvelous Nakamba for Zimbabwe, but I don't think I think Zimbabwe is still disqualified from Afcon. Yeah. Um, we have Peli Rodakampanzu, who was called up by um, Democratic Republic of Congo. Okay. But I don't know if Congo are in Afcon either. Okay. So I, I don't actually watch Afcon. I, I don't really, uh, you know. The World Cup was grating me like midway through the season. Yeah. Like I'm not going to watch Afcon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get, like, that, I, ba- I get that. Yeah, I barely watched the World Cup because it was just like a World Cup shouldn't be yeah. in freezing. It was very strange. Freezing temperatures. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. weird. If if you heard uh, any of our episodes from last season, uh, I was berating the World Cup at every opportunity possible. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure the people of FIFA made some great money though. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unfortunately. Anyways, uh, let us then move into the next segment, which is the fan favorite segment, the fan track side of things. So, Ollie, tell us, who's your first pick from Luton? My first pick from Luton will probably be I'll I'll probably wait until the tenth round. Try and get a couple of sleepers in there. I imagine Colton Morris will probably get got before me because you know strike is quite thin on the ground in a 12-man league yeah i would probably go for elijah de bayo first interesting um but my wife my wife's in the league as well she's told me <laughs> she's told me she's got her her eye on um uh on elijah de bayo as well so I'm, I'm actually bricking it and then i got a mate who he's told me he's gonna his first round pick's gonna be a loosen player i said mate you're gonna you're just gonna lose. Yeah. yeah. There's no point. You're gonna you're gonna be fuming. You're yeah. not gonna want to play if you, yeah. if you pick up a losing player first round. Um, yeah, it'll probably be Elijah Adebayo. Very interesting. Yeah, I I feel like he's definitely going on drafting in several leagues. You know, also you're you're like the third manager in like a couple of weeks that has told me that he's in a league with his wife. Where where are you guys meeting these uh these women like? <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> no, it was a funny story because we, we set up the league about nine years ago. We used some podunk platform um, and we did that for one year. It was rubbish because it just used regular fantasy scoring, you know, goals, assists. It was, it was the year that Leicester won the league. Oh, okay. I, ju- 
I had Jamie Vardy, so naturally oh. I won. Yeah, yeah, I won yeah, the yeah. league. Um, and then we moved to Togga, if you remember Togga. Yeah, definitely. R.I.P. Togga. The second year that we did it, because my wife was like, I'll stick a bitch. Um, on our on our draft, and and she could see everyone was just having such a good time. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, is it too late for me to join in?" But we we're like a ten person league. Yeah, it was like, "Oh, yeah, it's too late." Yeah, but fortunately, we had a couple of dropouts, and then we we involved her. And I'll tell you what, she's a fucking strong player. <laughs> like, <laughs> last season, last season she was top for the entire season. Oh wow. Um she she lost in the in the playoff final though, which was a real kick in the teeth because uh, she finished about nine points clear of second place. Jeez. And then that's sixth cruel. place, yeah. the person that finished sixth won it in the end. That's cruel. Because he'd been like proper on the wave wire, yeah, yeah. you know, plugged into the matrix, picking everyone up. Yeah. Um but my wife had Harland, and, and Harland carried her quite a bit last year. Yeah, I could. But I it could just imagine. goes to show you have Harland, it doesn't mean you're going to win. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, we're going to talk about like picks and stuff later. And even maybe you have some questions about your drafting strategies uh, for your upcoming season. At I, one point, I, I do. I, I asked you before. Yeah, yeah. Um, fair, like I need advice. We'll definitely, we'll definitely get into that. But um, I mean, before we get into the next three picks, uh, even like I remember at one point the season, um, when I was making my rankings and stuff, Holland wasn't in my top three because, if I'm being honest, like yes, okay, Holland will score goals, and uh, you know, listeners would have heard me uh, hear me talk about this. Like he's a top top asset. He's definitely going to score goals, especially playing for a club like Manchester City. But in my first pick, I want ghost points. I want points when you don't do anything, right? Uh, I just want like a base of at least ten points. And if you get anything on top of that, then I think you're golden, right? This is why yeah, I like you raise. You raise a great point there because Haaland is one of those players. Like, sure, he scores every week, but if he doesn't score, one point, two point. Well, yeah, he, yeah. he doesn't touch the ball. He touches the ball like four times yeah. in a game. Thirteen touches in the Community Shield, right? I think something like that. Yeah, mm, yeah. Like uh, I know that first pick in our league is going to be Haaland, yeah. naturally. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to make sure that no one in my league sees this video because you raised a great point about ghost points there. So I'm hoping like first pick takes Haaland. I, w- I won't mind. Yeah. I won't mind. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sweating it because I'm second pick now. Oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So who's your next three picks from Luton Town? Oh, well, you know, uh, I said Elijah Adebayo would be round 10. Yeah. So my round 11 will be Alfie Doughty. Okay. My round 12 <laughs> will be Tom Lockyer. My round 13 will be Izakabore if he's still available. Okay. Interesting. Um, I know that sounds crazy that I'm picking three Luton defenders. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, listen, you guys have uh, the most clean sheets, like you said, right? So there must oh, be Oh, yeah, reason. but... In the championship, yeah. In the yeah, championship, yeah. we had the most clean fair, sheets. Fair. Um, it's a completely different ball game. Um, Doughty will be creating a lot of chances. I might, I'll, I'll have a look at what's there. But in all fairness, like seventy percent of your team changes, yeah. Like as the season goes on, Agreed. anyway, because people get injured, people drop out of form, people get dropped for for no reason. So, um, I. I will probably still be quite heavy on Luton assets this year, just just for the 
for the banter, really. Um. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, you, you also got to have fun playing this game, right? And what's more fun yeah. than picking the team that you've supported for, what is it, 25 years, you mentioned? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I think it's yeah, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to own them in a in the Premier League fantasy game. Like, yeah, I, I would... I would totally go for it. Like, yeah, I, I want to watch them at the Kenny. I want to have my whack my phone out. There you go. And I want to, I want to see, I want to see Doughty like dribble past someone, be like, yeah. There you go. Exactly. That's a point. Exactly. That's a point. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. That's how I watch games now as well. It's like, oh, that's yeah. a dribble. Oh, I got one point. Nice, nice, nice. Like, yeah, you mentioned Doughty as well. I think he took the most corners for you guys last season as well. Yeah, but it's gonna be mixed now. Um, in preseason, Giles has been taking them. I haven't seen Tahith Chong take a set piece yet, okay. funny enough. Um, Interesting. Although I haven't been able to watch all the games like religiously because our club is so cloak and dagger about not showing stuff on uh, on media. Um, like they played back to back games. They played two games against Bochum in Germany. Yeah. Didn't tell. Didn't televise them. Yeah. And they they and Bochum, who normally televise all their preseason friendlies, yeah. didn't televise it because Luton were like, oh, don't show it. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's been very cloak and dagger. I, I, she, I, I wanna, I wanna see what, what we're looking like. Yeah. Um, I guess I have to wait until Brighton, but I have a good idea about how we're gonna be because um, I, I don't see many of these new signings like slotting right in. Kabore is gonna take over from Cody Drama. Marvelous Nakamba slots in exactly where he was last time. Ogbeni's a bench player. Um, I'm just very excited to see. You know what, marvelous in the camber. Oh, marvelous in the camber is one that I'm going to be picking up. Okay, he he's everywhere in the midfield. Yeah, he's he's going to be. Um, he'll probably be good for like eight to ten points okay. a game. I reckon. Okay, interesting. Just, just on just on the basis of interceptions and tackles, like he was clearing about. I think he was averaging about thirteen tackles a game last season. Okay, interesting. All right, so that that's thirteen points, right, right there. It's like your midfield, let's say four or five, um, would be the combo, right? Like your yeah. fourth midfielder, fifth midfielder in your roster, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would one hundred percent pick up marvelous Nakamba. Okay, um, but um, d- sort of defensive points are right across our front line as well. Okay. Because we also top the tables in final third recoveries. Mm. So that's like high presses. Um, Morris and Elijah Adebayo press like maniacs. They're, they will get their interception points. They'll get their tackles. So, you know, there's lots of underrated gold in the Town team. Okay. Nice. I, I love it. I'm definitely taking notes of this. Um, what about your one hidden gem? What have you got up your sleeve? Oof. Hidden gem that I does it have to be Luton? Uh, yeah, I, I would say Luton. Like, I mean, we've definitely talked about a few assets. Like, you've listed more than I think mm. I expected. I'll be honest. Um, because you'd listed Adebayo as your first, Doughty, Lockyer, and Kabori as your next three. So, would you say, would you put um, I put Nakamba as like Nakamba the is gem. the hidden gem, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nakamba with all the interceptions and um. And uh, tackles, he goes under the radar. Okay, he will, but he he'll be like um, sort of. I'm trying to think of a comparative um, player that that he he's like our Ingolo Kante. Love it. 
But but N'Golo Kante from a couple of years ago, not N'Golo Kante that, like, <laughs> you know, is, is playing as a number 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. Under, who was it? I think Maurizio Sarri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. Yeah, where he played him as a 10. <laughs> yeah. That's so strange. It's very weird. Um, okay, lovely. So now let's go into the final segment uh, where we pick your brain, Ollie. How long have you been playing fan tracks for eons, I think? Uh, fan tracks. This is our sixth season of fan tracks. Before that, we were Togger, and before that, we were Draft FPL. Some rubbish. Platform. So you're a, you're a vet. You're a veteran. Yeah, you've yeah. got your stripes. You've got the yeah, stars. Uh, I, I've, I've got the I got the shields. I've got. A, I told you before offline. We we got. I've got to get it engraved and send it to last season's winner. Yeah. But my my name's on it twice. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we we yeah. It's uh. You know. It's a uh, very intensive league we take it very seriously and um, our draft is on um thursday do you draft in person or online um so we're gonna have me and my wife we're gonna draft here we've got a friend coming over for it but we're, we're dotted all over the world so we've got um a couple of boys in in canada yeah okay i think that i think they're gonna meet up and, and draft we've got a couple of guys up in uh, edinburgh yeah because uh, i i lived in edinburgh when i set up the league okay um so we've got a couple of guys in Edinburgh still, got a couple of guys in London. I'm, I'm in London, but like they're South London, I'm North London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, we're not meeting up for it. Um, plus, we've all got kids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that proves a challenge for sure. Yeah, so we're, we're just going to have a nice draft night, 8pm, you know, minute minute 30 yeah. per pick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. make sure and have a but- beverage. Calm the nerves. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I'll be drinking. We, we got every year for the draft. We get pizza in. Yeah. It'll be great. Oh, oh, that sounds like a lovely time. So, I, I mean, during uh, all of your like, I guess based on all of your seasons so far, do you have any experience with uh, trading draft picks before your seasons even kicked off? Uh, no, I've offered. Oh wow! Um, okay, okay. Our league. Yeah, I've offered that before. Um, I. I, I the reason why I started wanting to do draft fan tracks and, and draft fantasies because uh, I watched a TV show called The League. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of got, <laughs> got me into that thing, that that sort of... Um, and they do a lot of that. Yeah. They do a lot of like, oh, I'll trade you your pick and the draft for, for this. But, you know, no trades are quite rare in our league. Yeah. I love trading. There's another boy called Rico. Yeah. He loves trading yeah. as well. I had an absolute mare last season, though, because at one point, like, I was trading, I was trading, I was trading. At one point, I had Bruno Fernandes and Kevin De Bruyne in my team. I traded them both away. What? I I know. I know. I had a mare. Absolute mare. I finished second bottom. Oh, my God. What did you, um, what did you trade them out for? Oh, okay, okay. So... Uh, Bruno Fernandez, I'm having like sort of PTSD, PTSD talking about this. <laughs> um, so Kevin De Bruyne, I think I traded for Ollie Watkins and another another good player who, who turned out to be absolute gash. I can't remember because it was the beginning of last season. I can actually, I can probably pull it up and look at the records. Um, nah, it's, it's going to be too traumatic for me. <laughs> it was two, it was two good players, and and Ollie Watkins as well. Yeah. I was like, he's going to have a great season. Yeah. He's yeah, Ollie Watkins is going to have a great season, and you know what? I was right. Yeah, you were. But he only turned it on from February. He was banging in the goals yeah. from February onwards. So I was right. 
But I was already rock bottom of the league, yeah. and it, it didn't matter yeah. how many games I won. Yeah. And then Bruno Fernandes, I think I traded for Wilfred Zaha, and again, I, I did like, I was like, give me a two for one. Yeah. So I yeah. want two good players, two premiums, I'll give you Bruno Fernandes. Um, I had Wilfred Zaha, and Zaha was just plagued with injury. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just planning, he was plotting his way out, yeah. and he left. Yeah. So I had a bad, I had a bad season last year really bad one well i mean that's why you're here right we're gonna try and help you make sure you dominate your league next season well, I, i've already said i'm not doing any trades i've, <laughs> I've told everyone like you, you you come here you try and trade rate me but fuck you i'm not having any of this take your trade shove them up your ass uh, I, I don't care i love it i love it all right uh does your league play with fab by any chance What's Fab? So Fab is basically another layer to um, FA slash waiver claims where you introduce a budget where you get to introduce money bids on players. So you're given like, let's say $100 and you bid in increments of $1.50, depending on how your league wants to structure it. I'll I'll stop you right there. I don't want to hear any more about that. I'm not even... (laughs) I, I'm not even going to introduce that as commissioner of my league. I'm not even going to try and introduce that to my league because that they have enough trouble, yeah. like remembering when waiver days are. Yeah. Like if I yeah. introduce a whole other layer, they might quit. Brains will they explode. might quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like last last year, we had a guy drop out because I I explained the rules. It's my cousin. My cousin. He's been doing it since the first season with us. I every season I explained the rules in a WhatsApp chat. Yeah. The rules of this is the this is the waiver wire order. This is going to run yeah. until the transfer window, okay? And then we freeze frame that, and that and then that waiver wire order will resume in the January transfer yeah. window. And then outside of the transfer windows, it's whoever's at the bottom gets priority, yeah. and it goes up like that. Yeah. So I explained that my cousin left the WhatsApp group because he was like, "Oh, it's too 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 many messages, too many messages. I can't be bothered <laughs> with this." And then he kept asking me about how things were going. And then he asked me, oh, do you think Cody Gagpo is a good pickup? I was like, I don't know. I don't know, mate. I was busy with, like, a new baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I, I don't know, mate. Whatever, whatever. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get Gagpo. So he set the waiver for yeah. him. He was like, you're a cheat. You're a cheat. Why didn't I get Gagpo? I was top of the waiver while I was like, so I was really confused. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he rage quit the league. Oh, my God. Slayer's team died. But then he picked it up yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And I said to him, mate, like, if, if you want to be in the league this year, you've got to... Behave. You've you got to behave. You've got to read the rules. You've got to be back in the in the WhatsApp chat. Yeah. He said, ah, oh, no, forget about it. Um, so I, I replaced him with someone else that used to play in the league. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So he, he, he's proed up. He knows what it's about. But, you know, I, I like, if I went and introduced Fab to them, yeah. no. Because they can barely get their heads around waivers. No, just no. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so before we get into, uh, you know, some of your lessons learned uh, over the past few seasons and advice that you'd share or maybe, you know, stuff that you'd implement for your next season that might make your season successful. Why don't we dip into a bit of Fantrax chat like you wanted to, right? You talked about mm. being second pick in your draft league. So who are you considering right now as some of the picks you're going to go for? I was considering Harry Kane. You really want that gamble? But- Exactly, exactly. So I was discussing, I uh, chatted with my wife last night and we came to the agreement that I'd pick up Mo Salah. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, yeah, it's, it's definitely, yeah. I think, I think Mo Salah is definitely a fantastic pick. We know he has the pedigree, uh, he's proven. Um, my only concern is 
before in the past, he's not done well in a ghost point. He very much scored like Haaland. But I think Liverpool have changed a lot over the past few seasons. And what I'm seeing in preseason games, he is having a more creative influence on the team. So he's starting to generate more key passes. I mean, obviously, he's going to pop up with a goal here and there. He's on penalties. I think it's definitely a fantastic pick. But for me personally... I think if you have a first pick or second pick, and if this name falls to you, Bruno Fernandes, all day long for me. So he was my pick last season. Uh, when I, I was 10th pick last season, 10th or 11th pick last season, and I did pick Bruno Fernandes before trading him away. Um, he's a good one. I just, I don't like him. <laughs> he's a diving little shitbag, isn't he? Oh, like, you he you just gained so many followers by saying that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he, he dives i don't like him he's a he's a little rat face twat isn't yep, he yep. It's, um yeah and, and his penalties are so annoying just run up and hit it mate yeah, yeah. i mean listen mosala also has afcon if that changes anything i mean it's not gonna last that uh, long maybe a few game weeks but if you can ride ride it out without him then listen i'm not gonna i'm not gonna argue against a salah pick i would take salah and bruno over holland that's that's the way i stand yeah 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 well i you know you raise a good point about bruno because i noticed he was um he was actually above above salah in the average draft position so it's uh it's a, it's a decent pick it's 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 not even the average draft position right if you play with default scoring um you're rewarded mostly for key passes. Like, key passes have such a heavy weight in the scoring system. And you look over the past few seasons, I'm sure if you accumulate the number of key passes, Bruno Fernandes is definitely going to be up there. Last season, he had a terrible season. United was shit. They had all this drama with Cristiano Ronaldo. And he still ended up, I think, getting maybe top three players for key passes. Like, he's not even yeah. on all the set pieces, not on all the corners. From open play, he just creates chances. He is a machine, an absolute machine. Yeah, but do you think he's going to be sort of guaranteed a starting position? I think so. He's the captain, isn't he? Oh, is he captain I now? I believe he's captain. Oh, oh I, can, I can confirm that's it right a terrible now. Terrible decision. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible decision. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you're not a United fan, you know? <laughs> now, to be honest, I'm, I'm looking forward to like him coming to the Kenny and getting absolutely snapped in half by Tom Lockyer. Yeah, it's, it's Bruno Fernandes, uh, captain, yeah. That's nuts. So I again, I don't know nuts. if that influences your decision, right? It kind of does. Oh, you you've opened up a can of worms <laughs> for me now. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, th that's why we love fan tracks more than anything, right? Um, is that there's so many endless possibilities of how to build your roster, how to build a team. Um, I th I just think it's a way more exciting way to play the game, honestly, right? Um, oh yeah, I I like I've already given up on my. On my regular FPL team, yeah, yeah. like I, I picked it just for the novelty of like putting three Luton Town players in. There. Yeah, I would have put more if they let me. <laughs> and I've, I've already, I've already given up on it. I haven't opened the yeah, app since. There you go. So last season, uh, Bruno Fernandes, one hundred and nineteen key passes. He was first on the list. If we look at the 21-22 season, he had 89 key passes. That was second, only behind Trent, who got 90. Let's look one more season before that. Uh, Bruno Fernandes was first, 95 key passes. He's gonna, he's going to get you key passes, right? He's a, he's a safe pick. Yeah, he's gonna take, he's gonna take penalties as well. He's gonna take penalties. I t in my opinion, he's a safe yeah. pick. But again, I, if you take Salah, but, but, I'm not gonna okay, fight you. What? Like. <laughs> 
No, no, no. I think you've converted me. But but what do you think about Kevin De Bruyne in that instance? Because he, he's a tricky one because he suffers from a bit of the pep roulette. Yeah, it, it's not just pep roulette. Uh, how old is Kevin De Bruyne now? No, maybe 32? 30, yeah, 31, 32, something along those lines. See, that's what worries me is um, his age. He has a history of picking up injuries. I don't remember Bruno picking up any injuries. He just runs all the time. He plays all the time. I, I, I think he starts every game almost. So you don't have to worry about that roulette as much. Um, and l- listen, on his day, Kevin De Bruyne is a 1-1 overall. Like, he can easily win you a match single-handedly. But yeah, again, yeah. it's it's the safety. It's the reliance. It's like, you, could, you get Bruno, you don't have to worry about anything. And I think even... If you are unsure and you don't like the pick, let's say first few game weeks, Bruno smashes it, trade him, trade him out on a high, right? I mean, I know <laughs> I know, based on your track record, you obviously don't like doing trading. But listen, you're more than welcome to reach out to us. Um, there, There's the Draft Society in the community. There's other content creators like Overthinking Football, you know, PL on Tap. You're, you'll easily get opinions. And even if you want to put it to a poll, there's fantastic accounts like Draft Answers as well. Our community on Twitter is fantastic. It's a great place to start a conversation to get a second opinion but ultimately at the end of the day you have to click that draft button right <laughs> and then the responsibility yeah, yeah. lands on you but yeah like i i can get i can get countless opinions yeah. i can i can speak to yeah. the, the people on reddit yeah. i can speak to people on twitter yeah. i can speak to my wife yeah. about it but at the end of the day i'll offer i'll offer bruno fernandez around yeah. and be like oh yeah all i can offer you is um like i think this is a fair trade uh would you like um I don't, I don't know. W- would you like Varane? Here you go. I'll give you Varane for Fernandez. No, that would never happen. I think that, that seems fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, that, those are the type of trades. Like, you, you offer something that, you yeah. know, is really yeah. fair, like a premium player for a premium Yeah, so player. I think uh, I think a fair trade maybe this season would be like Bruno Fernandez for, well, you don't have Fab, so maybe Bruno Fernandez for Madison and Varane. Yeah, so now I'm thinking about like second round picks. I was hoping because of the snake yeah. draft system, I'm gonna be well way on the end. Yeah, yeah. So I was hoping to pick up Madison. Nah, well, if your league's if your league is on point, I don't think you get Madison. No, I don't. I don't get Madison because the league is very much and um, given the the slim pickings for forwards this season. If you go Bruno, let's say first, then you're probably gonna get let's say. Um, one of the Liverpool forwards, or even if you want to take a punt, new boy Nico Jackson at Chelsea. Now, especially in Kunku's yeah. injury, he's going to be out for a few months. And Kunku might be a safe nailed pick up front. He's looked fantastic in preseason as well. Yeah, but so is Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ja- Jackson's yeah, looked fantastic, he's, he's looked right? Um, uh, who else? Yeah, you might you might get like a Gakpo or Nunez. I mean, there's a bit of rotation headache there, so that mm-hmm. might put you off. Um, I'm I'm thinking Ollie Watkins. Yeah, Ollie Watkins, Alexander Isak as well. Yeah. So well, Isak, that, that, there's the rotation again. And Europe with Callum Wilson. as well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So so I mean, yeah. if you want to go, so that's why I guess if you want to go Salah up front, yes, you'll have a nail safe forward pick, and then midfielders that might fault you around that point. I'm just wondering, maybe like. Um, if McNeil wasn't injured, you go McNeil. Maybe a Jared Bowen, you might get around that point. Uh, Pascal Gross as well, who gets a lot of key passes. But my worry about him is he's playing out of position. He's getting deployed in right back. Um, who else would you get around that time? I'm just thinking midfielders. 
See, Thomas Suchek was like a really early pick last season. I think you can yeah. wait on him. Uh, he was, he was, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. He, I think he was like third or fourth round. Yeah. And he, he ended up being absolute garbage. But uh, to be honest, West Ham last season were just garbage. You could get a Morgan Gibbs White as well. You could yeah, go Salah Morgan Gibbs White as your first two picks, he, possibly. He, he's. I, I wouldn't go Morgan Gibbs White okay. second round. Really? I, I, Interesting. No, what What about no, maybe a no. Kulusevsky or a Dominic yeah, Slobosly? but yeah you you've definitely got options on 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 that turn right so yeah i just don't know about spurs assets to be honest like kulisevsky's a very good pick he he was like pulling 20 20 point game weeks like out of the bag um pretty much consistently every single week he was he was a great pickup um my mate ross got him and he was laughing um with Spurs, the uncertainty about Ange, and then we don't know about what's going to happen with Kane. Like Spurs could very well be a dumpster yeah, fire this year. Yeah, they could finish tenth. Yeah. Or, or, or what about this? What if you went Bruno and you ended up with Embuemo as your forward? Embuemo on penalties, no Ivan Tony for the first half of the season. Key passes on set pieces, corners, some free kicks. Yeah, so that's why I was thinking. Of picking up Salah first because I want that premium forward. forward. Yeah, yeah. But, but as you say, is is it is a toss up? Like, uh, but the thing is, I'm now I am thinking that Bruno is a good pickup because yeah. you, you raise great points there. Um, but I do want that forward because forwards are very thin on the ground. Like I've written out like a whole Excel spreadsheet yeah. of um, like essentially what is it 180 picks yeah. that are going to be in my league total. Yeah. So I've written out 160 players, yeah. and I've I've gone to town on it because me and my wife are both going to be drafting off the Excel yeah, sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Family so... dominated league. I love it. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, l- like, listen. Uh, I think you yeah. have options, right? And if if it comes draft day as well, and you're confused, you're stuck a little bit, and you know your turn is coming. Message me. Oh, there's gonna be no. There's me. gonna be no. There's gonna be no time to oh, message you, man. It's like a minute, minute thirty, yeah. and that minute thirty feels about like ten seconds. Yeah, it does. It it's does. Like, you know, it does. It comes to your turn. You're like, oh, I got loads of time. I'm just gonna yeah. through this list. Yeah. I'm gonna look at some stuff. It's like, oh my god, yeah. how is that only five seconds to yeah. go? I mean, I mean, listen, th- this is probably not a strategy that might annoy a lot of people hearing this, but. I don't care. I'm drafting my team. I'm not drafting for other people's team in the sense that it, let's say you're on the turn of a draft, right? Um, and you've got the double pick back to back. Have in the back of your mind a safe pick. This is a pick that I know I will take for sure, for sure. And just keep that in the back of your head. Also use the queue on the fan track system, right? So if you run out of time, there's a setting that you can auto draft from queue. Yeah, that, load, that's been a life Yeah, load that pick and just run the clock down. Wait until the last five seconds. You know you're going to pick that person. So use both times as an opportunity to think about what your next pick is going to be, right? Because let's say you're uh, one spot away from the turn, right? Or two spots. Somebody else is going to pick your backup option. At least you're going to have the time to think of, you know, a few extra backup options in that sense. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's a couple so my, strategies to, to think so of. So my, my wife is 11th pick. Okay. Um. Any ideas? Because she's got her heart set on Kieran Trippier. Yeah, I like that. I was 12th pick in my draft last night, and I went back to back Eze and Trippier. Yeah, see that those, those are good picks. Yeah. But 
Um, I think if Madison, I mean, I Eze, think, Eze could have a good. I season. think if Madison or Eze falls to her at that point, I would go with those over Trippier. My only concern with Trippier is that he has European football. He's old. Uh, they're gonna rotate. Um, he's probably gonna be a safe pick for the first few weeks, but I'm not guaranteed that he's gonna play the rest of the season. That's my concern. Mm. So it might be one of those trade high sort of situations if your if your wife's comfortable with trading. Ah <laughs> uh, no, my wife doesn't really like trading either. Um, I, I'd go Eze then. Yeah, he's on penalties. He's the heart of the team. Zaha's left, right? Olise's injured. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. He's playing so well in preseason. If you've pick. gotten any like glimpses of clips and stuff that have been floating around Twitter, he's having a great time under Roy, right? So, mm-hmm. I'm hoping my team, uh, my my uh, my league, are like, not so on it. Then maybe I'll be able to pick up Eze. Like. <laughs> 23rd pick. We're we're gonna get <laughs> updates from you um during uh, the season if we'll if you're open to coming back on we'd love to have you back of on. Of course, excellent. Of course, I'll, I'll be properly on it. Excellent. So before we round things off, uh, let us get your final pieces of advice, uh, lessons learned over the previous seasons that you'd like to share with the community, both new and old managers. Um, rule one: don't trade. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> It'll bite you on the ass. It really will. Um, oh, um, I, d- I don't really know if I, I um, do you, is um, is it like a dirty word to talk about um, auto subs? Um, or do, do, it, you, do you play auto subs? I used to when I first started the game. Yeah. Um, I think it's easier for especially people that aren't as. I guess, insane about the game to keep their um, commitment throughout a season. It's easier to kind of maintain that with auto sub. So I get it. I totally understand the use of it. Oh, no, but... no, no. We're, we're, we're fully committed. We use it. Oh, to okay, like, okay, okay. We use it to like, um, you know, try, try and win. Oh, ah, yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah, okay. We, we so use I've it, used it in. I've used, used it as a, like a safety net. Okay, no, interesting. We use okay. it as a tactic. We, we pick up a dead player. Interesting, interesting. Pick up a dead player like, uh, and, and, we we literally will will stick them in. Then we'll yeah. have, we'll load our bench with like yeah. other options. Be like, yeah, yeah, whoever, yeah, whoever yeah, gets yeah. the highest points. And, yeah. and I started doing that to like sort of gain an advantage. Yeah, and then other people they realized what you were on. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, figured yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's not a it's not a popular point of discussion because a lot of people in our community play in like the community leagues and public leagues, and I think they see it as a more competitive way to play without auto subs because you don't have that safety net of something picking your best player. You're forced to pick your best 11, right? Yeah. yeah. See, I've tried that and then yeah. I ended up getting screwed over by my own pick. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe, my, maybe, my not play, no, yeah. maybe not play auto subs is what Ollie's yeah, saying. Yeah, so my, my, my advice is play auto subs um, <laughs> because it, it will help you out a lot. Yeah. It'll get you out yeah. of jam. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Uh, any, any, anything else? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just full of bad advice. Just have a, <laughs> just have a good have time. Yeah. Don't, don't get too attached to your yeah. team because 100%. your team's gonna change. Yeah. Um, it's it's organic that yeah. you know up to seventy percent of your team will change. Yeah. Keep, keep your core players. You got to try and keep your your one to four picks because those those are the ones that will ride you home. You know, take you. Down the, the you know the home straight all the way yeah. to victory, yeah. but don't get too attached to your team. Like I tell my wife that as well because she gets a bit too attached to her team. Yeah, got to be <laughs> open just... to you know change it up. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, love that. Okay, listeners, 
Those are the picks. That is the pod. That's everything we had planned. Ollie, it's been an absolute pleasure getting Cheers, to know man. you, chatting everything Luton, chatting everything Fantrax. You seem like an absolute legend, and I cannot wait to have you back on the pod later on in the season and update the community on how your crazy season might have panned out, right? Yeah. Um, listeners, stay tuned. We're almost at the end. I know it's been a marathon, but we're getting there. We're trying to do our best to fill out all the rep spots as soon as possible cross your fingers if you listen if you know anyone that's a Bournemouth fan or a Burnley fan please hit us up we would love to interview them even if they don't play fan tracks at this point I just want to get to know about their clubs and I'm sure we can just figure it out together right but yeah thanks again for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode peace <laughs>